Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 101 The Grind is Ugly podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome um, to episode 101. Uh, man, uh, we're closing out the month of July. Um, it's been a fruitful month. It's been a blessed month. And I hope it's been the same for you as well. You and your people, you and your family, you and your people you hate, whatever it is. I just hope it's been a great month. I hope that you use this month appropriately. Um, you know, there's a lot being, there's a lot that's said, you know, through socials and, and, you know, there's a, it's almost a scary feeling, man. It's, I feel like it's like that, that emotion. I remember there was this, uh, my mom and dad used to take us to this youth, uh, not youth, this summer camp, uh, in Roseville every, uh, we lived in Antelope at the time and we went to this summer camp that had like this 12 foot diving board, right? And, uh, you know, it was that high or whatever. And we would jump off it. And, but it was like (laughs) below it. I mean, like, you know, so on the side of it was like a like a little you know a lower one right it's not that you know it's more it's normal you can jump off that it's you're not going to be scared you're not going to have any adrenaline you're not going to be like oh my god oh my god oh my god and mind you I wasn't 29 at the time so at this time this high up diving board was scary you know not everyone went on this diving board it was it was you ran off and you could do flips you can do all type of stuff off it and then when you and the diving boards when I mean, with that high up diving board, there was deeper water. Uh, so when you jumped off it, because it was higher, obviously there needed to be deeper water. Or you'll crack your skull if it was shallow. Anyway, I think you guys can understand. That. My point in that is, I feel like I'm <laughs> like, that's where I am in my life. Uh, I have realized that the lower diving board doesn't, it no longer fits me. No matter how much it's comfortable. No matter how easier it is just to jump off the, the lower diving board. It's simpler. There's no, you're not, even if you do mess up or fall or belly flop, it ain't going to hurt as much. It's not going to bother you. Like, oh, I fell. Oh, that kind of hurt. But you belly flop off that 12 foot one. Uh, it's going to hurt. And I remember kids would. I remember I have a few times and that was different. That's when you, you barely, you, you kind of barely swim to the end and you get out and you kind of like, man, I don't know if I'm doing that again. Right. And I've talked over the course of a hundred episodes about change, growth, haters, the feds, uh, people that are against you or whatever. And I think that entire time, what I was trying to get to is this point where I no longer need that as you know, not fuel, but like, I don't even want that in my brain anymore. I don't want to, I told my wife, I'm tired of looking behind my back on my shoulder, you know, uh, being paranoid. Uh, you know, does everyone have the right intentions or why is it, you know, one thing I've found is this, and, and, and this is a real thing. And I believe it can equate to anyone that's like, trying to do quote unquote more people have no issue supporting those that they feel no threat from like for instance you do something and it's like oh that was cool 
The next person do it and, and they might applaud that more. And obviously everyone has their reasons, but sometimes you can't be stupid to things. You have to admit what they are. Sometimes you just know like that person in his brain is saying, listen, I can big this person up or this thing up because they don't scare me. Like, I don't, I don't, they're not, I can, sometimes people can see you more than you can. Sometimes you, you might say, man, I want to be the president. And they're saying, man, if he ever, if he ever realizes like being the president, man, he can, he can run the world. What's he talking about the president? But we thinking, oh, I just want to be the president. And, and people are looking at you like, no, bro, you can run the entire world. And they're looking at it like, well, let's, 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 let's make sure that he just wants to be the president. Because we don't want him to ever find out. We don't want him, they, the X, Z, Y, whatever, to ever find out that their their mission in life is greater. Uh, and I think using the diving board analogy I'm trying to use, trying to paint a picture. There was a time, there is a time in everyone's life that you're either going to answer a call or you're going to say, Hey, I hear that call, God. I hear it like Jonah. I, I, I know what you want me to do. I know you want me to go preach to these people. I know you want me to go and, and take on this journey. I know that's exactly what you want. I know that that's what you need of me. Or you can do, go the other way and go, yeah, I heard that. And I'm just not going to do that. I, I don't want to do it. I, I, I want to stay with my life, with my friends that I've known forever, with 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 the situation I've been in forever, uh, with the things I've done forever. It's easier, it's simpler. Even if I mess up, no one really knows. I'm in my little box. I'm in my box. And even though it's a little box, it's my box. I know where the oven is. I know, uh, 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 like you know everything in your little box. And what my challenge is for my listeners is to jump off the diving board. Stop getting on the little six feet one. You've, you've done that. You Hey, guess what? You've conquered that. You're a beast. You're amazing at that. Thank you. That's great. Oh, round of applause. I know it's hard. Some of those friends, people, associates, family, they have to go. I, I just, it is what it is, man. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what your feelings are. You have two choices. To answer the call for your life or don't answer the call for your life. There really is no other choice. Now, you can make your own choices. You can make your own path. But when you make your own path and when you make your own choices, you don't have coverings. You don't have any covering. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out and do this thing right here. Uh, you know, it's not what I want to do or what I should be doing, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just sell a little bit of this crack because I, I need to see this 10000 that I can do. Okay, that's not in your path. But it's it's a quick fix. Okay, go sell that crack. You might even get away with it. You might even get away with it. But then for the rest of your life, you know how you got the money to start whatever you're doing. You know that somebody's kid was born crack addicted because what you did. You, you know that. The world may never know. But you and the man above, they know. My point is, I, I'm telling you, I can feel that there is such a shift in people's lives, especially my own. I, I, I am blessed. I have some amazing things on the horizon and, and, uh, I feel great about them. Um, 
period. Uh, but man, it, it was a long seven years of being a slumdog millionaire without the millions. And if you haven't seen that movie, man, them kids, all their experiences and horrific, might I add, allowed them to, to become millionaires. And it's time that we become millionaires. We, we've, we've, if you're where I am, you're 25 and up, or you can start at 20. That's also something I want to dispel. I wish to God I didn't make so many mistakes in my 20s. And I tell my little brothers, man, all of them, all of them, bro, I've consistently said, look at me, bro. Do not, like, if I'm telling you and you got a girl, wife, fiance, uh, baby, and I'm telling you what didn't work, not my opinion, but what, as a man, what does not work with women. My first year in marriage, I was trying to, again, be what society said to be. No, we're going to do this. No, I ain't doing that. Oh, we going to move. Man, please. Don't no real woman go for that. Period. I don't, I don't, if she's a real woman, she's not going for it. Like, that don't mean you're perfect and you don't make, you no, know, but it means that 85% of the time you kind of know the rules and the regulations. And let me tell you this, if you're in a relationship or you're married or a fiance or engaged, Rules, regulations, and boundaries are not restrictions. It's freedom. It allows everyone to know what they're supposed to be doing or not doing. Freedom is restriction. But restriction has been like, a, it's like a cuss word. Like being submissive is like a cuss word. No, you shouldn't be submissive. The more submissive you are, the more powerful you are. And one thing, men, I can really help you with this. Society has told us, to be these big, brolic, uh, whatever strong that means, right? Nothing excites my wife more than when, when I'm not that. Because I think that's when I'm my most, the more vulnerable I am, the stronger she thinks I am, if that makes any sense. And the more I try to be uh, manly is the more it gets me in trouble. I've tried to tell my daughter the same things I tell my son. Sit down, Kyle. I've tried doing that to my daughter. It doesn't work. My daughter is five. It doesn't work. Or six. I think she's six. Don't, don't fault me for that. But I think she's six. I, anyway, I believe she's six, but she could be five. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but I'm telling you, it starts... Men, listen. Unlearn all the machismo, man. It... Unlearn it. It's nonsensical. It will not get you anywhere. You're a man by nature. You're going to be a man. You don't got to try to be a man. You don't have to try to provide everything. This isn't the 1940s and the 50s. And what no one ever says is the woman should have been allowed to go out the house then too. Women, I did. A, I was a history major. I took a class about women, like like women and how they came up and the temperance movement and all this, all this type of stuff, right? Women were fighting back then for their rights. They never wanted to do what men in the in the patriarchal, patri you know, the system is trying to make them do. They always were fighting. Women have silently, loudly, mildly always fought against what society has told them they are. Rosie the Riveter. If you don't know who that is, the, the woman that, like, during the war times, she was the strong woman. The, the women, have, women have always been fighting 
And it is time for us to listen to him. And I know that's a little off track of what I was saying, but I just, I'm learning. Like, listen, I'm learning and I'm learning online in the sense of to my people. I'm just sharing what I'm learning. I'm not perfect. Sometimes Shayla be tripping. And sometimes I'd be thinking I'm right. And I'm standing in that I'm right. Period. No, I'm right. No, you be tripping. No, I'm not tripping. You're tripping. I, I do that too. I'm not, I'm not Mr. Perfect Man. But what I am learning is when you are wrong, there was a situation that happened with me and Shayla recently that I kind of went off. I'm like, you know, listen, bro, this ain't right. I don't like how you handle this. Da 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 And then like a couple days went by. And I literally had to tell her, like, hey, man, I overreacted, bro. Like, hey, men, men, sometimes we overreact. And it is okay to tell your woman or your man, hey, man, this is an all-inclusive podcast. (laughs) Anyway, sometimes I, you know, I I do think I'm funny if you guys don't know. I I truly do, but no one else does. But anyway, it's my podcast. Um, Tell that it's okay to tell your person. You're wrong. My, hey, my bad, bro. I, and I literally had to tell Shayla, you know what? I overreacted. Like, there, there was a million ways I could have handled that situation, and I didn't choose any of them. I chose the wrong way. And did Shayla really get excited that I told her that? No. And I kind of, in my head, was like, well, I should have just kept this to the grave. But, <laughs> you know, and that's another thing I know I do, and I know someone else does, but no one likes to admit the truth. If they don't, like, if a woman doesn't give us what we feel they should give us for doing, men, you know, men, we think, like, what we do is, like, so huge. And women, I think, think, bro, I do things all day, every day that you can't, you don't even think to do that I'm doing, but you don't, like, thank me for all those things, but then you do this thing, and then you think I'm supposed to fall on my face, right? Anyway, that's a discussion for another time. But I do think that, uh... I think that all men and all women should have, oh God, and and I'm not, women, I think y'all have to admit this too. You guys for sure need to unlearn being super strong and whatever that means and being independent. Like, because being independent doesn't mean you go to war with the man or woman you chose or they you chose to date or be with. That doesn't make any logical sense. Go be independent in the world. But when we're in the house, let's be together. We don't, I don't need you to be independent. And I don't need to be independent. That is foolishness. And anybody that's together with someone, you know what I'm talking about. Nobody has to, no man is going, oh, I need to be independent. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on my own. But you have a wife or a girlfriend. Like, what's the point of you being independent? Lean in. Don't lean out. I repeat, men, women, lean into each other. You don't need to do what those society, your friends on Facebook are telling you to do. Oh, well, uh, you know, me and my husband, that's you and your husband. That ain't us. That's you and your sister. That ain't us. That's you and your brother. That ain't us. And the title of this podcast is going to be That Ain't Us. Um, and, you know, I'm everywhere in this podcast, and I hope you're following. And like I always say, Chew the meat and spit out the bones, man. I ain't saying everything I'm saying you're going to agree with, but I appreciate you listening anyway. Uh, And this, you know, I try not to be personal on here on certain things because people are, you know, childish and ignorant. But the biggest thing I've taken away in 2020 is very clear. Number one, we do not need all that we say we need. Number two, I deleted my Twitter account for good. I believe about two weeks at this point. And this is what I'm going to say. 
No one has to follow in my footsteps. No, I'm not saying that you have to delete your Twitter. But what I will challenge all y'all to understand is Twitter is ruining our brains. Because that first week without knowing everything was like being addicted to anything. It's like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Okay, this music just dropped. But usually I can just see what everyone's saying. Oh, I don't know that. Oh, I don't know what news is going I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We think we need to know everything. When I was growing up in the 90s, we didn't, only time I got to talk to the girl I liked at church, the, 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 my homie, is when I saw them. I didn't, you know, we, we didn't get to just tweet or text. We didn't know everybody. I only knew you if you lived around me. Now, man, I got people on my Facebook that I literally never talk to. I will never talk to them again. I say this all the time. There are people that if we didn't follow them on social media, we would never see again. We would never. If we saw them in the grocery store, we wouldn't. We would just go the other way. And, and you can engage with them all the time. But like, we, I don't really know you and you don't really know me. And now this is I've seen people that I talk to on social media and purposely went the other way because I don't really want to talk to you. Social media makes you think that you're close to something or people that you're not. Like, you're really not close to them. You just see them all the time. And I just challenge people to disassociate, take the, take the, the, the heroin needle of social media out your veins, man. And I'm about to do, oh, God, you, Lord knows I'm about to delete Facebook. I, I, I have a thousand friends on there, and I only see 10 of the people, and I've muted literally half of my Facebook. Instagram, I've muted half of my Instagram. Because you know if you unfollow, then people think you have beef with them and you don't. But, and, and, I, and again, it is what it is, but I, I just, again, this is where I am. This is the TGIU podcast hosted by Kyle Allen. I'm just telling you where I am. I think I, um, I used to go to war with my people. You can ask anyone that knows me, all the elders that mentor me, I, go to, I used to go to war for social media. Told them they were old, they didn't know what they were talking about. But man, like... Social media, you can have a beautiful wedding, right? But then you can get on social media and look and go, well, my wedding wasn't like that. And it's like, but you don't even know what that wedding was like. You don't know if they went bankrupt planning that wedding. You don't know if they fought the whole time. Planning, but you're just looking at the highlight reel. That's the problem. In basketball, I'll close with this. We used to send like highlight reels to coaches and to team. Like, uh, we there was a time where you didn't send game film. You like, you know, dub take dubbed up your highlight reel and you sent it to these schools. But what they all realized, what everyone started realizing, all the coaches is like, well, all you're giving me is the best of you. Game film shows me the worst, the best, and the middle. You can't hide on game film. Highlight films you can hide. And the point I'm making is social media is a highlight reel. I'm, on, I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't post when I, on my, my bike trips, when I have flats, like, because I'm mad. I'm, I'm like, man, what the heck? I got a flat. I'm 20 miles out and now I got a flat tire. I'm not even thinking about posting it, but let me post 30 miles that I, I, I'll post it. That's a highlight reel. I'm not showing you that, Hey man, uh, I, I don't have a video following me saying like, bro, this five miles almost killed me. I almost died on my bike once. Literally. It's like, it, like people think it's easy. Oh, you, you're biking. Oh, it's easy because you're doing it. No, it's not. Nothing is easy. And then, and then literally, 
it's interesting because I said to myself, well, let me see if there's like, if I can, honestly, if I can cheat my way into getting my workout in. So I thought the other day, I'm going to run two miles uh, and see if it's the same, like if it's the same as biking 20, 15, 30, right? 35. Like, let me see if like, what's easier, right? That's literally what's the easy way out is what I'm saying. I I wanted to see that, right? So, so I ran two miles and, and let me tell you, Guys, there's no easy pill, man. I about died running. And I I literally, I felt like I was dying the entire time I was running. When I'm on the bike after mile 15, it is, it is not, it, it gets, it gets, it gets murky, man. And you just have to, you have to say, you know what? I'm gonna grind this out. But there is no magic pill. If you wanna get in shape, you want to change your life. You want to change your surroundings. There's no quick button, my people. You're going to have to change your friends, change your surroundings, change your diet, and work hard. Social media can't save you. It, it, everyone on there, it's a highlight reel. You, It's not real life. Uh, Twitter. Man, man, little homie always, you know, be telling me stuff like, oh, you know, this is this is this is on Twitter. And people said it's on Twitter. I'm like, I finally tell him like, bro, there's millions of people that do not have social media that that live lives. Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram. That is I know it seems like everything I equate it to high school. Boy, 50 Cent has a, a lyric. And he says, man, homie, in high school, you was the man, homie. And then he cussed and said, what happened to you? Like, do you know how many people I see that when I was in high school was, oh, they're the cool kids, right? Like, and now it's like, bro, you've been doing that since high school. Like, at some point, you know, you have to evolve. And so I just challenge my people today, man, to understand that there is no magic pill. I challenge you to jump off the higher diving uh, board, man, to climb higher. And if going higher means you have to leave some crabs in the bucket and they have to now talk about you, they now have to disrespect you, they now have to talk behind your back and say all the things you weren't, say all the things you used to say to them, and they have to report that to their people, I'll leave you with this last quote. No one that's in the game is hating. It used to make me laugh, man, coming out of the game, no matter where I played, and God bless it, I was willing to always play. And you would just have you would just you could just tell like some of the people that weren't playing were talking about you. Or saying all the things that, you know, oh, I could do what he does. Yeah, but you're on the bench. So so when you're when you're on the bench for so long, you're benched in life, you could just start being a spectator. You're the person at the open gym that never gets picked up. You play one game in three hours and then you're talking about the people that have played for three hours and went through some highs, went through some lows, might've got dunked on, might've got crossed over, but they were in the game. You're just a guy talking about how, oh bro, you got crossed. And then because people are nice people, we don't tell you like, hey bro, you're really a loser. And no matter what you're saying, no matter how much you talk about me, 
the people that you're talking about me with, when it comes back time to pick a team, they're going to pick me up before you. And you were just talking to them about me. But when it's winning time, you pick winners. And I'm saying in this time right now, don't let COVID feel, fool you. There are people winning right now. There are people winning right now. But I truly believe in, and, and Gary Vaynerchuk has said this, Will Smith has said this, people think Tyrese is crazy, but I don't. Tyrese has said this, Bill Gates has said this, Warren Buffett has said this. You are the five people you most hang around. As you know, I believe in the board of directors. Those people shape the company. You're the leader, you're the CEO, but they do help shape you. You better pick wisely. And if your board of directors weren't picked, but they're still running your life, you need to start examining that. Start examining, yeah, you've been my friend for 10 years, but you haven't helped me ever. This is where I am. And I know I said I was ending, but now, now I'm in a groove. Now I'm feeling it, right? Now I'm about to go on a 10 point run. I don't care if I've known you for 30 years. If you do not add value to my life and vice versa, if you are just going to talk about me because you don't like this or that or uh, what my mama did or my daddy did or my wife did or my what you heard 10 years, if you're going to do that, then there is literally no point of the fake love. There's no point of acting like we're something that we're not. Let's just disconnect because trust me, I've already done that. And why I'm saying that is a lot of people. What if I told you? What if I told you, my people, that if you drop two of your friends that you've known for years really aren't your friend, that you would grow exponentially? Would you do it? What would you do it? Because I equate that to comfort. Yeah, we know that such and such used to love me 30 years ago, but now they don't. But I still, you know, but that's that's her, right? That's him. You know how I many times people say, yeah, but we all know how they are. We 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 know we, we know what we're gonna get when we deal with them. Going into my 30s, I'm a lot like my father. When I know what I'm gonna get, I would be an idiot to keep doing. Like it would just be idiotic. When I'm riding my bike and I see a bunch of glass on the ground and I know it's there. Am I smart for saying, hey, you know what? I know that there's glass and I know there's a chance that it can pop my tire. But I'm going to just go, I'm going to go ahead and just ride right through it. Is that brave? Is that smart? Because just because you know the danger, but you still go through it. Are you brave or an idiot? Are you smart or a fool? That glass on the ground can pop your tires, can stop your shine, can stop your ride. All the glass... In your life, sweep it up, throw it away. Your life depends on it. Thank you for listening to the TGIU podcast, where I am your humble host, Kyle.